Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The Lord is good. The Lord is pleased. Aren't you glad? Nice to know when your parents approve. It's nice to know our Father is pleased that we come before Him. Amen. He's pleased about us, just period, you know, in Christ and everything. But He's pleased when we take our time and set it aside and come near and look to Him. When you say, I trust you, in the middle of maybe bad news, He's smiling. When you say, ah, that doesn't do anything for us. But when the world is saying, ah, and we say, I trust you, and you say it with a smile, as faith smiles, and you say it with gladness in your heart, thank you, Lord, everything's going to be okay, I'm with you all the way, amen, he's pleased with your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, and with faith, you, faith, you can please him in a second. doesn't take much at all. I believe you. I believe your word. And you know he's smiling. It's like, oh yeah, I like that. Amen. Praise God. Well, go ahead and be seated for a minute or, or more. Praise God. The Lord is good. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I'm not surprised. I might even look to see if I see him too. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Lord is good. You know, it was said about uh, some different uh, moves of God in times past. Um, Azusa, you know, in L.A., that revival being one of them that the glory of God would be so strong in <laughs> in <laughs> in the place that uh, uh, kids would sometimes play in the glory cloud, meaning it would be it would hover like um you know like fog would you know like you see come sometimes low fog and but it would be the glory of God obviously it's in a building it wasn't this was pre-smoke machine too. And, but they would, the glory of God and the kids would play in it and just enjoy the glory of God. Amen. Isn't that a, can't you see that happening in heaven? Amen. I mean, I've heard from others and I think it's probably correct. It makes sense that if kids die, that their kids, when they arrive in heaven, I don't know that a hundred percent, but I've heard that from multiple people who've been there. That they, that they are kids when they, and then they grow up in heaven. And, uh, and can't you see that in heaven? Can't you, I mean, just like kids would play on, play on a playground, you know, here on earth. And, you know, and we just think that's normal and that's fun and kids should do that. And uh, what do you think about in heaven? Well, what about when heaven's manifesting in various ways and the glory of God here on earth? I just think that sounds right. Amen. At the same time, we are called the children of God, no matter how old we are, right? Didn't John, didn't John the apostle, right, that way, inspired by the Lord, my little children? What do you mean, my little children? I'm not like a kid. Well, compared to God, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in one sense, as you know, being childlike is a positive. 
And one of those things, I taught this recently, has to do with our worship. So I don't know, maybe one of these days I'm going to be on the floor playing around in the glory. (laughs) And so don't bother me if I start doing that. You might think, what happened? Is something wrong with him? No, something's right with me. Because in my adult mind, I'm not going to play the fool, (laughs) you know, or look like that and do something like that. But in the glory, I'll do anything. Amen. Hallelujah. Has anybody ever done something? I'm not talking about just you're just quirky, but uh, has anybody ever done something maybe outside of your normal personality in the presence of God? Can anybody relate to that? Okay. It's like maybe normally you'd be this way, but you were so caught up in the spirit that you went beyond that. And that's okay. I mean, if you don't ever do that, you're probably proud and you might want to repent. Uh, (laughs) Just saying, I mean... Or you haven't experienced that. That's a possibility, too. You haven't experienced God's presence in a manifest way. And uh, I pray you do. <laughs> and uh, and I, pray, I pray for you. I mean, I don't say just say that. I do pray that. And I pray that for you today. And I prayed that for you tonight. And uh, I, want, I want you to experience God personally in such a powerful way that you'll know it wasn't me or someone else. It was just the glory of God, and you'll be drawn closer to him than you ever have been before, and chains will break off your life, and all kinds of garbage will just be flooded out without even trying, because you were in the glory of God, and none of that stuff can exist. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is a believer's meeting, so I'm just kind of flowing. Amen. And I feel pretty good, too. I don't know about you. <laughs> one time we had, I was talking about this recently, but one time we had a service just like this. And I had a guest, uh, Pastor Dave uh, from Arizona. Some of you remember him. Um, and he was doing the service. And he, he can be very stationary sometimes when he ministers, unless he's laying hands on people. He'll, but if he's just kind of, Speaking, he'll kind of stay in one place, and this is what he did that night. Stayed in the same place for a pretty long time, and and so I didn't really realize what was happening, other than you kind of sit in a service and you get acclimated. So it's like, yeah, I can sense God here, but you don't really know how strong. Um, anyway, when it, it seemed to be over, he turned it over to me and moved out of the place, and I came and stood behind the pulpit, and I was going to finish things up. You probably remember this, Amy, and. Were you there, Mac? And that's right. And uh, and I began to. And I stood there for a second, and I kind of laughed. I said to him, because I said, I said to him, "What did you do?" To the, I, I said, "What did you do to the pulpit?" Is what I said. <laughs> I thought, because I'm like like this. I thought, "What did you do?" And I kind of laughed. And then I got in the soup. You know, I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden I realized, oh. And I was being saturated with the glory of God. You say, that sounds weird. Whatever. I liked it. (laughs) I mean, literally, because he was ministering in that place, the spot got saturated, you know, with the glory of God. We know that's real. It goes through in cloth. It goes, you know, laying on of hands. I don't know if it was just in the carpet or what, but it was there. All I know is when I stood there, 
uh, after a few seconds or a minute or something like that, I couldn't talk anymore. And I don't mean that in a figurative way. I mean that literally I tried. (laughs) And I got to that place where, and I can talk now obviously, so I'm trying to reproduce it and it's kind of hard to do that. But I would try to talk and, and I'd seen that happen before, but I'd never had that happen. And the glory of God was on me so hard, so strong there. And I just got, it got worse or better, you know, <laughs> as, as I stood there to the point where, you know, it was just real strong. And uh, anyway, having said that, towards at the end of the service, when finally things kind of lightened a little bit and we were able to close, close out. And I just said this, I said this to everyone. I said, listen, this might be new to you. And you might even be wondering from where you're sitting, if that's real, I said, but instead of going out, make your way up here on the way out. Just walk past here and then leave. See for yourself. Amen. And uh, uh, Carrie, you remember that? <laughs> and uh, I remember. I remember. If I'm remembering correctly, he he walked up, to, and others did too. But they walked up the front and collapsed. As they walked by, it wasn't just kind of walk by and go, woo, you know. It was, it was walk by and <laughs> literally people were piling up. And, uh, and it was awesome. Uh, praise God. Well, I didn't mean to tell that story, but uh, I'm believing for this and I'm asking, I'm praying for the Lord that the, the Lord will minister to you and show himself strong in your life. It's not just about an experience. Well, kind of it is. It's about experiencing him. I'm not talking about being led by the flesh or anything, but I am talking about experiencing a real God, and he manifests in various ways. And and we see from the scriptures that, you know, these things happened. Jesus, you know, they tried to throw Jesus off the brow of a cliff one day, and he walked through the middle of them. How does that happen? Did he get extra slippery? I mean, these guys are angry. They're trying to kill him. They're trying to throw him off, and he just walks through the middle of them. Well, what's happening? The Likely, it doesn't give us details. Likely, the glory of God is keeping them back. Maybe they were falling back, and it doesn't say, because it does say that when he was arrested and about to go to the cross, and he said, remember, he said, I am, and all the soldiers went, that's the glory of God. That probably wasn't pleasant for them. I don't know. (laughs) But for the believer, it's pleasant. He's not here to harm us. For the unbeliever experiencing God's glory, I don't really know. Sometimes they're in the way. We need to knock you down. Right? But for the believer, you just get filled. And when you get filled, you get thrilled. Yeah? And, and, and so the glory of God will move and work in your life. And you know the story of when Jesus went up onto the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. And while they were there, the glory of God came down and Jesus' clothes lit up bright as light, bright as the noonday sun. And then Moses and Elijah came and it was cool. And uh, and Peter started talking as if he was kind of silly. You remember, he said, Lord, it's good that we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said, why don't we build some tents, you know, and we can stay here. <laughs> we'll build little tents for each one of us. And, <laughs> and, and it says he didn't really know what he's saying. That's interesting. You get in the glory of God. I doubt he was feeling, you know, like an idiot, you know, shamed or something like that. He's probably just talking, going, what am I saying? (laughs) This is amazing. Amen. And the counterfeit in the world is drugs and alcohol. 
you know, people have experiences like that with substance and then they end up doing things they regret, right? And end up in, you know, with pain the next day and, and, and all kinds of potential problems come from that. In the glory of God, you have similar experiences, but they're pure. They're holy. You don't go away feeling guilty. You go away feeling thankful and blessed. And wow, I just experienced God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is good. Do you have any testimonies of some of the kids that have experienced this? Do you have a good one? All right. Think on your way up. I know the kids. I know the kids have. I, we get testimonies now and then that the kids they seem to be so open to the, these things, and sometimes we can learn from it. They seem to be so open to the things of of the spirit, and and sometimes we get in our on our heads and we have to calculate it out, and we sometimes miss out on something. What I, what I do know is when kids get in the presence of God, they they become more free than, than they were before. Um, I think it was not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before that, we were in there, and, and it, I think it was the Pentecost Sunday. And, uh, and the kids were uh, just, they were getting drunk in the spirit. No other way to say it. They were just, they were completely gone. And, and, and to, to the point where they couldn't, they couldn't try to. They, they were trying to talk, but they couldn't stop laughing. And uh, and it and it was ninety percent of them all all doing it together. And uh, and and some of the kids are just like, I don't understand why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this. And uh, we we actually had to have a parent when the when the parents came to pick them up, had to pick one kid up and pull them out. And uh, another kid, they had, uh, ended up crawling out of the of the service, <laughs> and uh, and it it was just it, it was just powerful. I think of I think of other times where um, where where kids have experiences and they're talking with the Lord, and uh, and showing them things in their life. And and every time that you're having an encounter with God, uh, it's for a purpose. God's you know God always has purpose behind what He does. And there's and and for for some of these kids. It's life changing for them. You know, one one time I remember um, ministering to a, a, a kid, and uh, he, he's he's slain in the spirit. He's gone. He's laying there on the floor, but he's not in the room. If you know what I mean. And uh, and he's he afterward. I hear this all afterward. He's telling me uh, that he's having a conversation with Jesus in heaven, and uh, this conversation is about. Uh, it's actually about him focusing, and uh, and he was. He was early in his life diagnosed with Asperger's, and uh, and so he naturally had a focus problem, right? And and the Lord told him, uh, when the minister is up there, I want you to be focused on what they're saying, and and he says, okay, and he says, and you need to hear what the minister is saying right now, and I was I was teaching while he was on the floor, and uh, and I have no idea what I said, but he does, and. And so when he gets back up, he says, he tells me the story and, and this was years ago. And from that day forward, and now he's, he's not even in kids ministry anymore. He's onto the fusion over here from that day on, when it was class time, he sat on the edge of his seat 
focused intently and it was like he was pulling stuff out of you when you were when you were ministering and before that it was like he could care less about anything he's looking around the room didn't didn't care if anything was happening and the whole time uh the whole time now when he when when someone's up on the stage he is like laser focused in and and and, and from what i've heard doesn't deal with a lot of the Asperger's issues anymore. And, and God, ha- I mean, we see that on a regular basis where kids get set free of attention issues and all that kind of stuff. And, and that, that's not, that's not me making, you know, making that happen. That's not any of the teachers making that happen. That's just us saying, God, we want to see you move. We want to see your glory here. We just get in the glory and stuff changes and, uh, and problems just evaporate. And, uh, I don't know if those are the stories you're looking for. <laughs> that works. These are the stories you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Good. You done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Amen. I think some adults might need that same experience so they can pay attention better. I say that joking and not, you know. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I believe he's here. He's here now, working in us and around us. Amen. Angels do come in services, but whether you see them or not, they're here quite regularly. Um, And say, why? I don't always know the full extent of why, but it seems that they, I mean, they are messengers, the word angel means a messenger, and uh, and and so sometimes what happens is uh, they're bringing things, bringing things to people, whether it be messages, words, or sometimes uh, other gifts or healings or body parts or things of that nature. I mean, they're bringing things from heaven. Amen. Amen. You don't have to see them to know to know that it's true. You can read the scripture and know that it happens. But then spiritually perceptive people sometimes uh, will know things even if they don't see them. And then there is, of course, discerning of spirits, and people can see into the realm of spirits. Amen. Uh, thank you, Lord. He's here. You know, there's something uh, there's something uh, really really important about being in the right place at the right time. And uh, so many times when, uh, when I've been a part of someone experiencing God or receiving a healing or a prophecy or, or just, you know, some key moment, either t- even a teaching, uh, some key moment that really helps them and changes their life, I, I sometimes step back and think, what if they weren't there that day? I think, that was powerful. Their life has changed forever. They're going to live and not die. Or something, you know, something. sometimes big things like that. And what if they didn't come to church that day? And I do wonder. I think, wow. And you know where the logic takes you if you start thinking, oh, well, what about the person who didn't come? And it didn't happen for them, and it, they weren't there, and I don't even know that it didn't happen, but is that a possibility too? And And sometimes we benefit greatly from following the Lord consistently. We benefit greatly from um, being, like I said, in the right place at the right time, abiding in him. Because when you're in that place consistently, you don't miss out 
on something he wants to do. Yeah? Say, well, how do I know he's going to do it? Well, maybe you don't. Maybe he just says, well, you weren't there. Say, well, the Lord's everywhere. I know that, and he can talk to you in your house and move in your car. But, you know, we don't say that to dismiss the value of a time like this. And, and because there are times that are ordained of him, it's important that we recognize that so we're there. We're in the right place. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes divine appointments work this way. Sometimes, you know, you're just doing church and you're just worshiping the Lord. And, and then someone visits church that day and, and uh, they start coming to the church. And then later you marry them. <laughs> right? I know a guy. <laughs> and and other people have that too. You know, and sometimes people think sometimes single people say sometimes single people are praying for a spouse, right? I can relate to that. I did that too. And uh say so what do I do? Well, you believe God and go to church. In between songs, you look around. <laughs> All right, maybe after church. <laughs> See if the Lord's moving on anybody. <laughs> and I say that partly joking and partly serious. Because you want to be where the Lord has you. And I don't mean it has to happen in church, you understand. But you want to be where the Lord has you. And as you're praying, you believe in he's directing you. He's directing you to meet the right people at the right time, at the right place. And things are going to come together and work out. Amen. I don't mean with God you get one chance and then you're toast. You know, uh, I missed it. Now, no, just trust. He's merciful and kind, but do pay attention. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't go walking up to people. I was just praising the Lord and I opened one eye and I saw you. And the Lord said, you were the one. Mm. I advised that person to run from you. You let, the, you let things work out naturally and normally without, you know, divine pressure. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hey, uh, Svetlana, come here a minute. Tell, tell us, you guys know Svetlana because she leads worship and she leads worship and teaches in, in Life Bible College and, and, and all that stuff. Could you tell the story about how you got here? How I got here? You know, like not tonight, but you know, all those years ago. <laughs> Remember you in, in, in the, you know. Yeah? Yeah. Or anything else that's re- relevant. Because I just think connections, leading, divine connections. And you don't see the end. We see the end result now or middle of the result, whatever it might be. But sometimes you don't know that ahead of time. I find it ironic that he's asking me to tell this story because when I told him this story, he goes, so you mean to tell me your confirmation was that you gave Pastor Mickey a haircut? (laughs) I was like, never telling that story again. Way to steal thunder out of that. (laughs) I don't remember saying that. 
Well, the Lord was moving on my heart to put it on my heart to go to LBC. And um, there were a lot of things that were um, standing in my way or um, coming against me so that I wouldn't go to LBC. And it was just like one of those things that the Lord speaks to everybody in different ways at different times in their life. But this was one of those things that was just like, you know, just always right here. And, you know, finally when I gave into it, I was like, okay, Lord, you can stop now. I'm going. But, um, you know, I was praying about it and I was asking for confirmations. You know, and the Lord will meet you where you are at your faith. And at that time, confirmations were really important to me. You know, I'd asked for a few, and I had three so far, but I needed one more for good measure. (laughs) So I said, Lord, I just need one more confirmation. And before that, I had been to visit Life Church one time. That was when they were in the old building when Keith Moore was um, ministering. And so I didn't have a ton of friends here or, um, or connections at all. And, um, I prayed that prayer that God would give me a confirmation. And the very next day, you all know, well, if you don't know, I'm a hairdresser and I I don't take walk-ins. Don't (laughs) even, (laughs) but, uh, and our salon is like in a back alley. Like, I don't even know how you found it or knew it was there. He was led. (laughs) Well, I'm closing up, and here comes Pastor Mickey. I'd never seen him before, and I was about to say, you just turn, go ahead and turn around and walk out where it came from. But something, something inside of me, something about him, I was like, all right, I'm going to cut his hair. So he sits down, and um, we start talking, and he tells me that he's an instructor at LBC, an associate pastor here. And that inside, I'm just like, okay, fine. <laughs> Fourth time's the charm. <laughs> But anyway, in just looking back, like all these years later, and seeing how God's hand was just here and there, and making connections, and now looking back and seeing how every one of those um, divine uh, relationships and appointments He made brought me to where I am. You know, so you know, I didn't see it at that time, but now looking back, man, it's quite overwhelming, and I would have never guessed that I would be here doing what I'm doing. The Lord would be using me like it's very overwhelming, and I'm so thankful. Amen. Thanks. Praise God. Is there anything else on your side of that story that needs to be said? (laughs) She said something about your hair didn't turn out. Amen. You got to believe the Lord guides you. And some things like that you won't be able to explain until afterward. You look back and say, how in the world did that happen? But when you're consistently where you know you're supposed to be, then there'll be times, I believe, where you didn't necessarily know that God was working in you. and uh, But he is kind of behind the scenes, guiding and directing or talking to someone else and and uh, he's able to, to arrange things, isn't he? Amen. He's able to arrange things for job opportunities and, and future career moves. He's able to arrange things for, you know, marriages and, and friendships. And amen. And you trust him. He'll get you in the right place. But 
you know, being in the right place is so important. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not just a right place on the outside, though. It's a right place on the inside. You got to stay in the right place there. Yeah. Because otherwise you could be in the right physical location and miss something that God's doing. Yeah. Could, is it possible to be in, a, in even in a church service like this and miss something? Sure. Sure. Be in the right place inside. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. There, there, was this, there was this young man in a church. I remember this story. I don't know this guy personally, but young man in a church, and he, uh, he was saved, but he wasn't baptized in the Spirit. And he went up to the pastor because he had heard some story. But he went up to the pastor afterward, and this was kind of a, you know, in a rural setting, this church building. But he said, Pastor, I heard that you have a special place that um, you take people and when whatever uh, and whoever goes there, they always receive the infilling of the Spirit. And the pastor said, yeah, I do. And he said, well, would you take me there? I want to be filled with the Spirit. You know, baptism, Holy Spirit, Acts 2, 4. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And uh, he said, I want to be filled with the Spirit. Would you take me to that place? He said, yeah, after the service today, we will. I'll take you to that place. So uh, after the service, they did. And he said, well, let's go. And so they went out the back of the church, and there was a big, you know, quite a lot of space and a wooded area and some hills and so forth. And so they go walking. They go walking to go to that place. And you know, the, the young man was surprised after a little bit because it was a little bit of a trek. And, and so he said, to, he said to the pastor, are we there yet? And the pastor looked at him and said, no, not yet. Let's keep going. And, and so they kept walking, 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 walking. I'm not sure how long it was, but it was enough to where he's thinking, wow, this is way out here. And, uh, and so after a while, he asked again. He said, pastor, are we, are we there yet? He said, no, no, not yet. And so they kept walking, and, and they were walking so long, so far, uh, finally, uh, this young man was getting a little bit tired of walking, and, and so finally, just out of somewhat frustration, he said, he said to him, Pastor, he said, this is too far out here. He said, I'm just going to get filled with the Spirit right here. <laughs> and, and, and the pastor said, we're there. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> Say, is it a special spot, like a special rug, you know, <laughs> place on the carpet, you know, wherever? No, it's a place internally. And when you say, right here, right now, this is my time, you've just intersected with the power of God. You've just come in contact with what you've been seeking. That'll work for healing. That'll work for the infilling of the Spirit. It'll work for decisions and consecrations you make with God. Amen. And there are a lot of things that happen when you're ready to say, okay, I'm done playing games. Here we go, right here, right now. Done. This is it. Amen. Amen. I wonder if there are some folks here tonight that need to be baptized in the Spirit. You'd say, could you take me to that spot? <laughs> Yes. Well, we don't have to go for a walk because we'll, it's right up here. And, uh, and when I say that, act, uh, I mentioned that scripture, Acts 2-4, that's the day of Pentecost. And, and uh, it says on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. 
And there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind, and cloven tongues of fire sat on each of them. And they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. See, these, these folks already believed in Jesus because they, they, He had appeared to them after the resurrection. So it wasn't them deciding whether they believed Jesus was alive. This was a, a, a gift that came after their salvation of them being baptized in the Spirit. And, of course, the, the response was they spoke in other tongues. All right, now, Tongues is languages, but languages you don't know or your mind doesn't understand. And they began to speak in other tongues. Every single one of them did then. Every single one of them did in Acts chapter 10. Every single one of them did in Acts chapter 19. It was just a, a regular pattern. People would be filled with the spirit and they'd all speak in tongues that happened to me once and then every day since <laughs> and uh, and it's a wonderful thing amen i wonder tonight if there are some folks in this service that says i haven't been filled with the holy spirit yet and speak in tongues myself but i want that gift i, I came to church here tonight and i'm wondering if i'm in the right place at the right time you are you are you'll change your life forever Amen. I'm talking about you're already saved. Now, if you're not saved, you can tell me that you're not. We'll fix that. But you're already saved. You've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So lift up your hand if you say, that's me. I want to be filled with the Spirit tonight. All right. Thank you. Amen. Some reason I was looking at you and I thought, I thought something's going on in your life. Amen. Thank you. That one over there and another one over there. Good. Another one over there. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. Amen. So God's doing something in your life. I don't know why you're standing out to me. It's not your purple hair, but... Uh, uh, for some reason, I wasn't surprised when you, and I didn't even know if that was the case, but for some reason, I'm not surprised that you put up your hand. Amen. Amen. So let's do this. Uh, let's, uh, you guys tired of sitting? All right. Let's all stand for a minute, and, and let's have, let's have those, uh, those who want to be filled with the Spirit come on to the secret, that special place right up here. <laughs> Amen. And... Uh, Praise God. Yeah, just come on, come on down. We'll, we'll minister and pray for you. And uh, let's do the keyboard as well. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Come on, right, that's right down over here, and that way you can line up and all be together. Good, good, good. God is good. Amen. Everybody take one step forward. There we go. That's the best. That's the spot. You found the spot right there. You just stepped on the spot. Now you're under the spout where the glory comes out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the way this works is uh, not by any effort of ourselves. We're not trying to work anything up. We're not trying to convince God to do anything because this is his idea. All right. He said you were, you'll receive the promise of the Father. And uh, so this is called the promise of the Father. It's also called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's called being filled with the Spirit. All right. Is everybody saved? Everybody have Jesus as the Lord of your life? Everybody right with God? Okay, good, good, good. Uh, and uh, that's the most important thing. But now the Spirit of God is about to fill you, and you'll speak in tongues. That's the, sec- the second response. Here, here's how it worked with them. Okay, the scripture I quoted a minute ago, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues. Okay, when it says they began to speak, that doesn't doesn't mean the Holy Spirit began to speak. They began to speak. The way it works is the Spirit of God comes on you and fills you, and then what something happens inside of you, and it's basically uh, he uh, he gives you words to speak. Okay, they don't originate here because you wouldn't say them because you won't understand them. You'll think 
is that really it? And you wouldn't do it. So it's not you trying to say something by your own effort or your own mentality. It's you yielding your mouth to him. Okay? So we'll pray. I'll lead you in a a prayer to receive the Holy Spirit. As soon as we say amen, then you can start speaking in tongues. And your part, his part is filling you and giving you the, uh, the unction or the utterance or the words. Your part is just to speak them out. Okay, And so when we say amen, uh, I'll start speaking in tongues. Probably a few people around you will as well. And, uh, and then you just uh, join in and you let it flow out of your mouth. Your, your step is to start. They began to speak with other tongues. Okay, You just begin. And when you begin, then you just let it roll. And it's easy. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Spirit of God's already starting to manifest himself up here. We even, haven't even prayed yet. Some of you can always already tell a stirring down on the inside in your belly. <laughs> it's the Spirit of God starting to fill you already before we ask. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for washing over these and rushing through them tonight. Thank you, Lord, for filling them up by your Spirit. Hallelujah. Ah. Say this after me. We'll pray the prayer now. And just pray it to him. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. He is my Savior and he is my Lord. I'm in your family. I belong to you. I'm taking you up on your promise now. And I ask to be filled with, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I will speak in tongues as the Spirit gives me the words. Thank you. I receive him now in Jesus' name. (laughs) Amen.